0: This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-road communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting, own the night with Rigid. Radar Tires, an active supporter of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and manufactured carbon neutral since 2013. Smittybill Off-Road, providing high quality products built for living the off-road lifestyle. ICS Fabrication, designing industry-leading mounts, drawer systems, and off-road accessories. And Blue Coolers, 10-day ice at half the price.
1: Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. All
0: right, welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast today on Sunday. It's Sunday at 1130 in the morning. Mountain Standard Time. <laughs> not, for, not for Nathan. Man, I'm stoked that the uh, the time changed over here. I, it's, it's been uh, awesome to go to work in California and be there an hour early. I've, I've been pretty stoked about that, honestly, uh, for the last couple of days. Yeah. But uh, man, thank you for coming back on here. We had some technical difficulties in the last one and uh, we're doing this again. So welcome back, Nathan.
1: Really good to be back.
0: So let's just get right into it, man. Uh, we, we've been talking uh, about all sorts of issues with Instagram and all sorts of other things, um, but tell everybody who you are, what Legends Overlanding is all about. Um, if they didn't have a chance to look at the, the or uh, I'm sorry, not look at, but listen to the last podcast that we did last year, um, give everybody an update on uh, who you are and, and what you guys are doing out there in, in Baja.
1: Um. I'm a co-owner of Legends Overlanding. Uh, We're an all-inclusive overland adventure tour company um, based out of Ensenada, Baja, California. So we run um, bucket list trips um, throughout Baja, California. We do preset date trips. We do custom trips. Um, We're partnered up with Topatera. Brandon has uh, trucks that we can rent out of San Diego, so you can literally fly into San Diego Um, we can pick you up, uh, in your truck and, um, take you on a a Baja tour. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we, you know, everybody can go to Baja. I kind of say like everybody can go to Baja by themselves. They don't need me, but, uh, we've done an insane amount of scouting 50,000 miles last year and I've got 20 years of scouting in Baja, which is a lot for being 42, (laughs) Um, so we can just get you to the right spot at the right time of the year where if you're going down there it can kind of be a a fish in a barrel or a needle in a haystack to find that perfect camp spot so uh, right yeah that's what we do yeah man
0: if you guys uh have not checked out legends overlanding definitely get on to their social media and their website it's uh Amazing down there, and what these guys are doing. I love, I love what Nathan's all about, and uh, we've had some awesome conversation. And it seems like every time we talk, man, we we uh, we end up planning on like an hour, and then it's like three hours or whatever. And the last one, my wife was like, "Man, you guys were in there forever." I'm like, "I know, man. We have some great conversation." She's like, "He doesn't get bored with you?" I'm like, "No, we we talk about all sorts of stuff." I'm like, "What are you saying? You get bored with me?" Or.
1: <laughs> Just like, well, oh man about
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. like based on our last conversation uh last year, what, what has changed for you guys in the last year? I mean there's been some some craziness down there and um you guys have done a ton of scouting and have a lot more locations and you guys have have you know come out of some diverse you know, diversity and um you know all sorts of crazy incidents and stuff that have been happening down in in Mexico that have kind of blown everything out of proportion and uh what what has changed for you guys based on that and and kind of what the climate is down there right now
1: yeah I mean the climate right here is beautiful right now it's sunny and blue ocean and 70 degrees but the, (laughs) the um the climate um definitely took a hit as far as people feeling uh safe coming to Baja what was it I guess it's been two months ago now when um, the news was reporting, you know, uh, cars on fire and Tijuana erupting in civil warfare. Um, (laughs) It was, uh, it was, it was a bummer. Uh, I've got a lot of friends down in Baja that, you know, uh, their businesses is based on tourism. And I have a friend that has an Airbnb and it, uh, an incident happened on Friday and by Sunday his Airbnb had canceled a whole month of reservations and wow. And it was over, I think it was half a dozen cars throughout all of Northern Baja. So we're talking about, um, you know, it takes you two hours to drive to Tijuana and then another two hours to drive East to Mexicali and two hours. So like the space of very large space, um, We'll never know exactly why it happened, whether it was political or cartel or what. But they, um, uh, some people at a designated time on Friday got on some public transit buses, got everybody off, including the driver. Nobody was hurt, and they lit these uh, buses on fire. So it was like, I think it was like six in all. Happened on Friday, and that was the end of it. But uh, it just so happened that uh, somebody robbed a car in Rosarito. And there was a car chase down to Ensenada, and um, there were shots fired, but they apprehended the guy. So I, was, I wasn't home. i was home. I live in Ensenada full-time, but I was on the Central Coast visiting family. And um, so I'm seeing all these videos my friends are posting up because it all happened on the same day. So it looked <laughs> bad. Like they were unrelated. Yeah, like
0: am I going to get to go so, home or <laughs> –
1: shooting at this guy in the street and then there's like car on fire and you're like what is going on and there's this kind of really dramatic shot somebody got of uh the border line and then a sign that says san diego otai mesa something like that and there's just like black smoke coming up from this car on fire like i mean you know how cars on fire look it's a pretty dramatic smoke scene so since they're all made out of plastic so uh right anyway so I'm calling like um, my employees down in Sonata and checking with friends like hey what's going on and they're like nothing I'm like what do you mean nothing I'm looking at these videos it's like yeah. end of the world down there and they're like well yeah um, like one car got set on fire one bus got set on fire in in uh, Sonata and that was it and I'm like well what about this like shooting they're like oh yeah that was unrelated but there was a guy that robbed a car in Rosarito so I come down Sunday expecting a huge issue with getting across the border and traffic and stuff and it was dead quiet. Got to Ensenada wow. and nothing was going but the media on Monday was still putting out this stuff like it was happening real time. Um, so this is not news to anybody. Uh, media media companies sell hype and um, it just got hyped yeah, up yeah. portion and people thought, bad and um you know nobody got hurt why it happened i'm not even going to try to guess uh i've heard so many theories in the past two months and we'll never know which one's true if i did know which right. one was true i'd be a dangerous person i don't want to know <laughs> um but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'd have too Man, much information what, a, what right? an
0: absolute crap show i mean like you said the the media spin stuff so crazy man like i mean look at i mean just day to day i mean what we see on the news and what's really happening when, I mean, i mean i look at the stuff with ukraine and it's like is this really happening or like i mean you know obviously there is stuff happening but you know they blow things into like this narrative or this you know whatever agenda they have to try and steer people one way or another um i mean just like the other day you know with the midterm elections it's like yeah. you never know i i don't I don't trust the media at all anymore. I don't trust the narrative. I don't trust anything the government tells me anymore. I'm done with it, dude. I mean, especially after Tuesday, I kind of like went into the whole election thinking like this is going to be an absolute crap show again. Like they're going to steer this, you know, the way that they want to steer it. And it doesn't matter. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, it's same thing with the news. You know, they're they're going to steer it however they want to steer it you know, however they're they want to, you know, the negative light they want to put on Mexico and the, you know, whatever based on these little bit of, you know, uh, you know, these, these few incidents that happened and they blow them completely out of proportion and they don't, they eat, maybe they do understand what it does to local business and the economy in those areas and the livelihoods of people that are trying to make a living down there. It's insane, man. It's absolutely insane. What just some little tiny thing, um, how they can make it look on, you know, the news and YouTube and, and all this stuff.
1: Yeah. And I even know, you know, like the forums, there's like, uh, there's a lot of forums, Facebook forums and different forums for you to like, check like a lot of the expats or, or uh, snowbirds that go down to Baja. will post up, give you uh, road updates and stuff like that. Um, right. Even those give a very skewed view of what's going on down here because like, imagine, if there was one forum on Facebook for all of California, for anything bad that yeah. happened in all of California, <laughs> right? Like it, it's right. just constant negative. Of course I could, I could name dead people and bodies every day, every day. Right. Like yeah. somebody's dying yeah. in California every day from bad things or accidents or like, it's, it's a huge space, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, bad stuff happens in Baja crime happens in Baja. Um, but it's a huge huge place with a lot of open, empty land that, um, was a lot of really good people. So yeah, it's, um, you gotta just realize the, the format you're gathering information in and, um, that it, uh, yeah, it's not always, yeah, out, dude, so. I know
0: if I, if I sat down with somebody and told them all the stuff that happens in the city that I work in, no one would want to come back to california no. you know <laughs> it's like and, and i mean the city that i work in was named like the most dangerous city in the united states that's like number one if not if not the united states for sure california and it's like dude like the stuff happens everywhere it happens here where i live out in arizona it happens you know in the nicest communities it's just stuff you never hear about you know um and uh it's just like whatever they decide to blow out of proportion and and run with, like you said, it it gives them ratings and it brings in, you know, like we were talking about with Instagram, it's like, that's their followers, you know, like what, what can we completely blow out of proportion and create to create views and followers or, you know, this content. And that's, you know, that's the news media, just like these influencers on Instagram creating, like we were talking about these, these um, we were having a discussion before we hit record on the podcast about, some of these uh, users on Instagram, these influencers that are exploiting their wives and, you know, like sex sells. I mean, it's, that's, that, that there's no denying that. It, it's been like that forever. It's yeah. always going to be like that. And uh, you know, you Honey, get these you chicks on here on Instagram. Video? What?
1: <laughs> Honey, you want to make a road shower review? you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Dude, yeah. I know it's, it's just ridiculous. And and I was, I was saying like, you know, to Nathan, I, I've had to unfollow some of these people. Cause it's like, every time you open your Instagram up, you know, their stuff pops up, you know, I don't know by algorithm or what, but you know, you have this like person that you're following all the time and then they decide to you know pop something like that in there. And then you got this thing coming up and your kids are sitting there w- looking at it with you, your wife or whatever. They're like, what the hell is this? Or, you know, yeah. it's just ridiculous. So, um, you know, we they're going to do whatever they got to do to
1: social media. Wife. Maybe we should make a t-shirt social media. Wife
0: <laughs> we should. <laughs> have you, have you seen that, uh, that reel? that's the kid sitting at some, like, uh, like, I don't know. What was it? It was like in a mall or something. He's sitting in the food court and somebody walks up to him and he's like, what do you do for a living? He's like, I'm a pimp. That's P I M P pimp. pimp. <laughs>
1: Now you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, now you know. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, man. It, you know what? We'd probably gain a lot of traction if we started making crazy shirts like that. Maybe shoot, maybe we should just uh keep that on the I I'm I think I'm gonna edit the, that part of this podcast out <laughs> and, and you <laughs> and I should start something like that. <laughs> we'll just
1: start putting up yeah, yeah, yeah. We should yeah. do that. The,
0: we totally should. Yeah. The, yeah that's I the mean, way we're going to monetize this.
1: <laughs> when, when I, like, I, I try to put it in perspective about like, you know, dangers and crimes in Baja and, you know, biggest danger in Baja is the road and livestock. Um, and yeah. how narrow the highway is it's just a very dangerous highway. Um, right. And, uh, for for, as, for for us as overlanders, you know. But I'm not trying to do smoke or mirrors. Uh, you know, Tijuana has, I've said this before, like, Tijuana has the highest homicide rate in any major city in the world. Um, but you just got to put it in perspective. Who's being killed and why? Um, right. Drug dealers, drug cartel, black market. If you're involved in that, I don't suggest coming to Tijuana. <laughs> um, or coming on any more shows. <laughs>
0: If you could opt out, that would be nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be really cool if you could self-filter yourself. Also unfriend me on Facebook. Let the trash take itself out, please. Yeah.
0: And block me, would you?
1: (laughs) Please, please, please.
0: (laughs) What what has been uh like some some influence on the trails recently? I know you guys have had uh a lot of hurricanes coming through there. Have things changed quite a bit as far as like the landscape and getting around to certain locations that you could before that you can't anymore. Or how, how has that changed for you guys?
1: I, I do feel like I just like hurricane K threw away 50,000 miles of scouting. Um, wow. It's uh insane. How much, I mean, it's uh, the desert's crazy. It won't change for a hundred years. Um, like footpaths will, will be visible from the air, like native Native American, remember America is a continent. Native American Indians <laughs> will leave footpaths; it'll stay there for a um, hundred years, and then some. You know, 50, 100 year storm comes, and the whole desert changes. And, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, it's amazing. Isn't so I mean, that's truth? how
1: like you know, covered wagons are buried under dunes that reappear and all stuff. We always get off right. on this stage because we're fascinated yeah. by the idea. Um, but that's what keeps the wild wild and the, like, the mystery real today. Like Things haven't changed. There's still undiscovered stuff because of storms like this that will change the face of the desert. So, yeah, yeah there's roads that are completely washed out. Um, the Justin Strong is a friend of mine that does uh, motocross tours in Baja. You should follow him. He's on uh, uh, Baja every day. Uh, he just went off like a 15, 20-foot bank on his bike um, because it was a road that he'd always used, and um, they came up on a hole. You know, the river had just blown this whole road out, and he completely flew off this cliff. Wow. has got broken. So, um, yeah, I can't um, stress enough. Even on the roads that are open right now, um, the shoulders – are uh, caving in in spots, and they put cones on some of them, but um, this will be an ongoing problem for the next, uh, I mean, all winter for sure. As more storms come, more stuff's going to fall out. Pieces of the road are going to be caving away, and they're not going to have the infrastructure to get that all dealt with in the next 12 months. So, um, How, how much do you guys deal with the –
0: how much do you guys deal with hurricanes and and things this time of year? Is that, is this like hurricane season for you down there? Or is that like mainly like
1: May through August, August, September, September, October, November, I would say is hurricane season. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's finished. Now we're moving into like, you know, regular West coast winter storms, which usually won't go much further than like seven sisters, Catavina area. Um, uh-huh. but that, that area got hit by the hurricane coming North and now you have damaged roads and, you know, more rain coming South. So there's potential for more washouts and you just, you got to go slow on the highway right now. Um,
0: yeah,
1: uh, everywhere and off-road on road everywhere in Baja it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, the Baja 1000 is coming up on the 20th, I think I don't follow it super close, but, um, Those guys are all out scouting right now. I know they've had to redo the route um, and update it based on Hurricane K. Um, It's an interesting time right now. There's going to be, I guarantee there'll be some bad news that comes out of Baja this month. Um, There's a high concentration of off-roaders in Baja right now. Scouting, talking, you know, each trophy truck has like 11 trucks with it or five trucks with it and just wow. um, 30 guys on a team and a wow. helicopter. And, you know, it's a huge operation, huge amounts of money. Yeah. And then there's all the amateurs and like, so there's just hundreds of guys out in the desert right now in really remote areas. Um, so yeah, stuff's going to happen. People are going to get hurt. Um, stuff's probably going to get stolen. You take a, a really, affluent group of people with millions of dollars in gear out into a country that's, you know, third world and, uh, make 150 bucks a week. Uh, yeah, there's risk for some theft and some right. theft. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: almost always happens at some point in the Baja 1000, but it's, it's, uh, it doesn't slow these guys down. They, they, they're obviously coming back, uh, harder and stronger every year with more incredible trucks. So, um, it, but it, the Baja 1000 is a really great way to check roads. Um, there will be a lot of forums with guys talking. They'll be saying this was bad, this was good. There's a lot of chatter going on on the internet right now in Baja because there's um, hundreds of guys with Starlink down there right now. There's got to be right. – I bet, I bet there's Yeah, hundreds of Starlinks right now. Almost every trophy truck has one mounted. A lot of the chase trucks have them mounted on it. Um, wow. They're ignoring – Elon Musk saying he's going to shut down the mobile RV program. <laughs> They're funding him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the amount of information you come out of Baja is great. It's helpful for everybody. If you're going down there, you kind of get a tab on what's going on. Um, yeah, I've been thinking, follow-
0: going, been thinking about going. Sorry, there's like a delay. <laughs> I've been thinking about yeah, well, going, going the uh, Starlink. <laughs> uh, route two, just because, you know, here I'm, I'm getting like maybe on average, probably seven to eight megabits a second download here. Uh, and, you know, peaking out at 11 or 12. Um, but for, you know, yeah. for the podcast for live streaming and stuff, it's just not doable, but that's the only, uh, option available where I live, um, other than Starlink, but you know, Starlink is just, you know, if you got $700 worth of equipment, you got to buy up front. And then, you know, 110 yeah. bucks a month or whatever, to, to have the RV, you know, uh, package, but man, I'll tell you what, I, I've heard good things and I've heard bad things about it, but I've heard more positive than negative. And I just feel like, you know, as the technology gets better and better, it's just gonna, you know, be awesome. So been thinking about yeah. just biting the bullet and doing that. Are you guys using it down there or at your place or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we, we provide Starlink uh, on our trips, um, Pretty on the fence about Starlink as far as having it as an amenity on our trips because I feel like um, we're trying to take people out off-grid camp and right. get away from that. But um, yeah. there's some people that really like want to go on a trip, but they can't disconnect that much or uh, emergencies or there's a there's a bunch of obvious reasons why um, it makes sense and obvious reasons why you don't want internet while you're camping. Um, for me, scouting it's it had been a game changer. Like I never know exactly where I'm going to get because you never know exactly what road conditions are like. And then you get somewhere and you want to explore and you didn't download the satellite image on Gaia for that um, area. And I just pop up the link, download the whole area and have like amazing imagery of everything. So I can really start, you know, dissecting an area. So that's been, it's been great. Like, yeah, my, my all my Garmin stuff's up for sale. Anybody wants a, a mini or a, uh, what's the other one? The Explorer the Plus. Or Explorer. Yeah, it's, uh, um, the Starlink kind of made that obsolete for me. I don't do motocross. Like, if I was worried I was going to be doing something like motocross where I could just fall over and not be able to signal somebody um, without having something on my person to hit an SOS button. Um, but I don't really do that truck most of the time. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't wear a star. I wouldn't wear a Garmin on me while driving around in a truck, full size truck. I just,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's, it looks like a pretty cool option, especially for being out, you know, camping and stuff. Um, you know, definitely get, get the, uh, the membership where you can, or subscription, I should say, where, you know, you can take it with you. Um my father in law actually just bought it for them and they you know they take it out to our property out east of here. Um and he's kind of testing it out right now. So I think I'm gonna wait and see how he likes it and kind of see how it works for them. And um I'm hoping that it's reliable enough here to, you know, keep the podcast streaming consistent and not, you know, put breaks, you know, or create delays yeah. or latency um like we have yeah, obviously right cool now fun. between the two of us, you know.
1: For the podcast, um, to be able to do live video podcasts in remote places is pretty fun. Uh, um,
0: yeah, I was
1: yeah. doing support for this uh, a moto rally, and um, you know I'm like 40 miles from the nearest paved road, um, and I was tracking all the riders via a, sat- a satellite link that they had to a website, and I was just on the website on Starlink, and I was watching. Uh, what is it? The Lost World with Will Ferrell in the middle of nowhere.
2: <laughs> like the that's whole thing
1: awesome. being like this rough, rugged guy out in the middle of nowhere. Just it's just yeah. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. not as cool as I make myself look on Instagram. Trust me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, me either.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, man, that that's pretty awesome. I, mean, I know those nights where we've, you know, had the kids in the tent. And you're like, well, let's go to bed early because, you know, it's just it's getting dark or cold and you just kind of want to get settled in, in the tent and, and stuff. And we've had those movie nights and, and, you know, there's a lot of places where we don't have cell signal and you're like, Oh dang, I forgot to download this movie or whatever to the iPad. Yeah. It would be pretty sick. And, and especially like you said, for emergencies, uh, you know, above everything um, to have oh, yes. that connection text. still.
1: Sending short texts through a Garmin or just, calling via whatsapp and telling somebody exactly what's going on and how we need to solve the problem it's like well, yeah of course i'm gonna do that. yeah so
0: yeah yeah that's yeah. a no-brainer yeah yeah like i said the biggest thing for me and, and maybe not for most but for me just because i uh, you know i'm on a budget and i'm sole sole provider you know for my family it's just that 700 bucks you know you know shipped yeah, equipment good. upfront front cost is like you know, I just don't have six, 700 bucks laying around that. I can just be like, ah, I'm just going to throw this at it. Um, but in the,
1: you know, in the long the run.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I know they got yeah. that, that version two out now. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe as this kind of gets more and more online, you know, and they get more satellites up and people, more and more people sign up for this, the cost will go down. I hope so. Um, but man, it yeah. sure is awesome technology. I mean, even for, you know, multiplayer Call of Duty, which is a you know a huge priority for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> got to get something a little bit better than what we got. But uh, yeah, yeah, she yeah, freaking yeah. loves that game. But dude, so Duty. how many Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Did they, did they come out with a movie? I was just driving through LA know. and I saw Bill. I think Call of Duty has a movie now. Man. Really? That was genius
0: wow that was, they're gonna make yeah a lot no kidding of games, man yeah. There's a whole- oh heck yeah. yeah heck yeah yeah we just got the new xbox one and uh and the first game we got or really the only game we have or am probably gonna play is is modern warfare 2 she loves it i got her totally into i'm not a huge gamer but i got yeah, her yeah. into call of duty uh ghosts and we were playing like Ghosts 2 for like forever. And she's like, man, we need something different. I'm like, if you want to spend your birthday money, I'll let you. I'll put in like half. You put in half and, uh, and we'll <laughs> go get an Xbox. And so we went and got one, man. And, and I got Modern Warfare 2. And we've just been playing like, you know, just her and I and bots. We haven't really been going on the internet because we don't have any great internet connection. But if we had yeah. uh, if we had Starlink, that might change the game a little bit because they have that ground war yeah, uh, mode, which is insane.
1: You could get killed by 12-year-olds in Japan, like, instantly. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. Totally. Yes. Yeah. So, like, what, what tours do you guys have planned coming up this year uh, or, you know, in the near future? Um, what What can people expect?
1: Yeah, we've got um, uh, a trip in February. This is a big trip, 10-day trip. We're going down to see the whales. We're going to some of the missions. We're going to be on volcanoes. Oh, sweet. Um that trip's going to be pretty epic. Uh, we, I think, we have three spots left for that trip, um, so that one's going to be awesome. February, I see, March is uh, a rebel trip, so we're doing that with the Rebel Club. Um, oh, So cool. the trips kind of catered to the four wheel drive rebel. Um, so you know, not straight up dunes or things like that. It's going to be a little bit softer, um, a little shorter. Uh, length of driving per day. So it's a little more relaxed trip, but it's going to be really cool. We're doing like 650 miles and, um, in six days. And, um, and then see, that's March, April, April, I think right now is still open. So we've got, you know, a scheduled trip on the website. Um, I don't know if I actually have it up yet, honestly, but, uh, But yeah, we'll usually just have a five day trip in northern Baja. And if that starts booking out, we'll either, you know, the the customer will say, like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do, what I saw. Or they'll ask, like, hey, actually, can we do a little bit different? And I'll actually just kind of custom build the trip out with the first person to book. And then um, everybody after that that comes along basically comes into that trip, you know? Oh cool. Joins in yeah. on whatever we worked out with the first guy. So kind of first come first uh first get to co-build the trip with me if there's something extra you want to add. Uh sometimes it's no. Like I have have um I mean I just did an itinerary for a photographer. He's like I got 20 days, I want to do all of Baja. Um wow. and I built out day an for day awesome, where he's awesome trip. Yeah. 100 I think it was 100 a 108 waypoints on Gaia and oh my uh, god over 2000 miles of driving he only made wow. it to Loretto so I I like call him up I'm like man I could send you to Cabo but you're just going to go by a mm-hmm. bunch of really cool places like if you just yeah, want to go yeah. to Cabo you can go to Cabo um, but it's surprising right. me how much you know people offer these trips where it's like a 10-day trip to cabo and back and i'm like man like to get all the way down there and drive by all these amazing spots like why don't you just take your time and baha's really big
0: um... yeah (laughs) yeah i'm sure there's so so much to see on the way there
1: yeah and i uh I thought when he said 20 days, I'm like, Oh, 20 days. Yeah. We can get him to Cabo and back. And I start building it out. I'm like, no, like not comfortably, like unless he wants to like get up every day and drive four hours for 20 days. Like,
0: right. <laughs> that's
1: a lot. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a lot. Definitely.
1: So, um, so yeah, he's, he's got a couple of days in different spots. He's going to see a lot of amazing stuff. Um, so yeah, it yeah, can man, be, I
0: don't want to give away. I'd, I'd ask you what, what do you, what, you know things are there are to see on the way there, but I don't want to give away the uh, the uh, the nice surprises for people that end up going on your trips. I bet there's some epic stuff. I know we've talked about you know old mining camps and you know old ranches and old these you know old school you know communities and you know that have been there for a hundred years and you know that you just come across out of nowhere and you know these native you know native areas and just just crazy man how how awesome. It is being out on the trail and all the the cool things that you would just never see, and that's you know like we talk about this all the time, but how how attractive this is because of that stuff, you know and that's yeah. why we do this, you know,
1: yeah, the desert's just so i don't know I guess random is where it's just the craziest stuff you can find there's a there's a um a well that was drilled two thousand feet, I think I told you this before, and it was just left open just out in the middle of the desert, you can kick a rock into it. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, I just got a tip that I'm really excited about, about a mine shaft that goes really deep. And uh, the guy was like, well, bring your backpack. Because the rocks in the mine, uh, you throw them in the fire, and it changes the fire different colors. So it'll go from, like, blue to green and stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, that's the best tip I've ever heard. So, Yeah. yeah, like, there's...
2: no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more.
1: A lot of abandoned mines, a lot of dry lake beds. They're supposed to be dry, but Hurricane Kay filled them all. So now there's like 20 mile across lakes in Baja right now. Like, they're drying up fast, but, like, it's insane. Like, it's probably only, like, yeah. this deep, but for 20 miles, just right. looking at this lake. I bet this,
0: the, the view, I mean, the scenery from that, I mean, I bet it's just absolutely beautiful yeah. in spots that, you the know, these lakes
1: that... <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. There was
0: a lake that I I lived next to up in Big Bear, um, called Baldwin Lake. It's on the far East side of town in the Big Bear Valley. Okay. And, uh, speaking of okay. Big Bear, I want to ask you another question about that, uh, about the uh, last expo that you were at up there, but there's this, um, yeah. this dry Lake on the East side of town and every couple of years it fills up and man, the view from my house over this, this Lake, when it filled up of the Valley looking West towards, uh, towards the city of Big Bear Lake from the, you know, the property that we had was unbelievable, but it was like yeah. every couple, you know, years, every couple seasons, you'd get it, you know, it would fill up enough where you're like, wow, that's just incredible. um And when the light would hit it a certain way, man, it was just so beautiful. So beautiful. Um, I wish they would th- actually at a point they were trying to, to, get the County to allow them to keep it full, um, to, you know, support it with a well system to keep that Lake full because it was just such a rad, um, eco, you know, ecological reserve, you know, uh, environment, um, for all sorts of rad stuff. But I don't know whatever happened with that since we moved, but I know there was a, there was a movement at one point to, to do that because, you know, like you said, there's all these places that fill up, you know, randomly after big storms and these hurricanes and whatever. And you're just like, wow, like it would be so rad if, excuse me, if this was like this all the time, you know, like the, the, the beauty of this is just unmatched. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. But, um, word to the wise on those lake beds are, um, not as dry as they look. The surface dries (laughs) out and cracks you can have really bad mud underneath and really shorten the enjoyment of your vacation. So, Oh yeah. That would happen
0: all the time, man. Yeah. Yeah. People be out pulled out of that lake all the time during the summertime because they'd go out there thinking it was dry as a bone and get out there just away. And that water table, excuse me, that water table, you know, it's just under the surface, you know, and, and, uh, that, 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 uh, dry dirt, can can definitely get muddy real quick and that, that's uh that seems yeah, like and that it seems like that kind of uh, silty lake bottom is like the worst man to get stuck in it's just you know no matter just every little movement it just like quick quicksand just moves down moves down moves down you know sucks you right in and so, it's so but saucy. speaking of big bear like, you were awful. yeah yeah but speaking of big bear you were just at the adventure van expo up there how was that was that pretty fun
1: yeah, yeah, we went. Um, I went up there with Topatera, um, Brandon, and walked around. It was, um, um, you know, I don't own a Revel or a, a one of these uh, Sprinter vans, so uh, I got a little bored, honestly. It was, uh, geez, there was like, there had to have been like thirty different build companies that just build those out. So, man. It, Wow. You get into those vans. There's a lot of options and a lot of competition, which is good for you as a consumer. Um, yeah, yeah. I found only one thing I got really excited about um, the the fire extinguishing flare. I think I told you about it last time. We were oh talking. yeah,
0: just,
1: yeah, yes. I never seen that. So um, genius! It's supposed to not damage your car. It it uh, like the flare shoots some chemical. That puts out the fire and, um, they don't go bad. They don't have a shelf life like your tank. They store super easy cause it's the size of a flare and you just right. fire it up and use it for a car fire. So right. yeah, I'm getting those and putting them in every single vehicle and having them laying around cause, um, because we don't want any more car fires in Baja. They're really bad for publicity.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm like yeah, really yeah. <laughs> you don't now. want that to get on the news again. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw yeah, just recently my- uh, a lot where they were using these blankets to put over vehicle fires and stuff, which just you know takes obviously all the oxygen away and smothers the fire. Okay. Um, and contains yeah. everything yeah it's pretty amazing like you know i've seen some pretty ripping vehicle fires that i was like there's no way that this is going out with anything but water and you know they put the they bring this blanket over the thing and it just starves it of you know those those elements that it takes to burn and um
1: yeah apply- it's un- unbelievable man it
0: yeah they take it like a tarp on each corner and they just walk it right over the vehicle and, and cover it and it smothers it out completely huh Yeah. It's super crazy, man. It's like this heavy, um, heavier material than, you know, obviously like canvas. Um, but just goes over there and just starves it of oxygen. And you know what we call the, the fire triangle or tetrahedron, you know, you take one of those elements out, um, and, uh, you know, suppresses the fire. So yeah, I've been seeing those quite a bit and we were talking about it at work actually the other day, I was talking about it with one of my fire medics at work and, uh, how incredible that is. I don't know if that's something that's going to be more popular as we you know, as we continue on and things like what you're talking about with that flare. And, you know, I've seen, you know, back in the day, there was the old extinguishers that were, uh, I can't remember the actual chemical, um, but it was in a glass bulb and you threw that bulb like a grenade into, you know, a fire room or, you know, contents fire and it would explode and put that fire out. Um, You know, the glass would break and it would spread that chemical and it would expand um, and and suppress the fire. So I don't know, man, maybe we'll start seeing more stuff like that. I've been...
1: Was it what, taking what's what's that? Was it starving? Like, was it taking oxygen? Yeah, when it blue?
0: yeah. It just uh, makes it oxygen deficient and and uh, takes one of those elements out of the the fire tetrahedron and oh. and and fire can't burn. You know, um, so it's
1: I, I, it's I pretty haven't cool, man. Any videos on their fire extinguisher thing? So I'm not sure how effective they are yet, but I love the idea of not having. Yeah, those absolutely. Fire you have to recharge, and you don't recharge them, and then you're just carrying it around.
0: Yeah, and with a fire extinguisher too. I mean, usually everybody only has one, so you know you've, you 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 know you it, it use that thing on a fire for what, like a minute, maybe if you're lucky, and then you know if you got a good ripping fire and you don't use it correctly, that fire is going to just keep going. You know, it's going to keep building yeah. and you know, I would assume if if you could get the amount, same amount of time out of one of those flares, um, you know, and you had multiple ones, you could probably do quite a bit of good work. You know, if you had something um, that was, you know, one of them equal to one, you know, small extinguisher bottle um, and you had, you know, say five of those things you could light off and and, uh, and use, um, probably be pretty, pretty efficient, and pretty awesome, man. That's great technology. Like I said, there's so much stuff coming out now. I've got even a bunch of ideas and one patent myself that, you know, I, I know would take off. I was actually like laying in bed this morning thinking about it, man. I'm like, God, I should just like get the capital I need and do this, you know, but God, it's just the only thing that, that keeps me from doing it is just the time and the effort, you know, that it's going to take to build this thing into what it would need to be to really take off well and make it worthwhile. Um, yeah. But man, I, I think about it all the time, you know, all these, these ideas, I've got a whole list of, you know, probably 50 different ideas over the last 20 years. I've been in the fire service that I've thought about doing and I really pursued one of them yeah. and I have a prototype built and a patent. Um, but I'm like, just the the capital that I would need would be, you know, just um, not that much, you know, I could do quite a bit with a hundred grand, but I'm like, you know, getting capital from people and investments hard. Um, because if you don't like with me, you know, you get that investment and you don't produce, then you got that kind of hanging over your head, you right, know, with right. people. And I don't know that I want to, I want to do that. And I obviously don't have the cash myself to do it, or I would have done it already. So it's just uh, one of those things though, man, you know, these technologies coming out and these, these ideas people have are pretty awesome. I've, I've thought about, you know, getting with companies that, you know, help me develop this and license it and have them fund it. Um, I just need to, get back on the horse and, 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 uh, and do something with it. Because, you know, that's, that's where things come, you know, these new technologies come from is, you know, blue collar people doing stuff and coming up with a better mousetrap, you know, and being out, you know, even on the road, like you are, you know, a ton and I am, and, you know, you, you think of things while you're out there camping and traveling, like, oh man, this would be bitching. And it's just, you know, you find that need in that niche market, you know, I mean, you're, it's, it's on like Donkey Kong. It's just a matter of, you know, getting it to take off with the amount of, you know, capital you know to to really push it where it needs to go
1: yeah totally yeah so what's um i'm curious what's a what's an area in baja or something in baja that you would love to see like your dream trip to baja can i interview you
0: man i would think like probably (laughs) i would love to cruise like different beaches and uh i think like a, a beach trip And like a mountain trip, like we were talking about before, like the Sierras, um, man, that would be absolutely epic. Uh, You know, along with like in the mountains, you know, the mining areas and and just seeing those, even like the different, you know, communities and cultures and kind of learning about how, you know, the way of life is in Mexico and places that you would not normally see, you know, from driving down, you know, the highways there, you know, off the beaten path. I think for me, that would be, super interesting you know
1: i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to line up a trip next year uh that uh coincides with a mountain rodeo because i think they're pretty awesome and Heck yeah. uh some of the last of the cowboys in the west um oh man that statement. would be epic <laughs> but these guys are still like literally doing drives from like the desert to the mountains every year and um yeah crazy
0: man, that would be, that would be awesome. I like, we've been talking about, yeah. and I keep saying it. we need to get a, a trip together and get, get the crew together and do something down there with you, man. And I think that, you know, uh, next year for expo up in Flagstaff, we definitely need to do something together. Um, I think for our listeners out there, look forward to that. I, we'll do that for sure. We'll put something together yeah, and, and reach out. And, um,
1: talking about doing a trip, um, organizing a trip, uh, to Flagstaff, with Topatera and and Anderson um if somebody's interested let's, let's pull some people together. We could do a pretty yeah. amazing one. So
0: Yeah, how many people that being said how many people are you guys taking on your trips on average? Like what I mean, I guess what I should say is what is your what is your max that you can take?
1: Max for me is 20. So 20 20 to, vehicles. Any more than 20 I can't do at the level we want to do it at. So Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's been times where people are like, Oh, well we want to bring more people and I could get greedy, but I, the, the quality would start dropping off and I just can't afford right. that. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, that's important for and, sure.
1: Uh, price points, um, higher than a lot of people. So, um, we have to, we've got a standard we got to stick to. So, yeah. Um, keep that up there yeah, we'll definitely so. put something
0: on paper man and and uh and plan something for for this next spring i would love to do that that would be the most awesome thing man um to do you know especially you know up here with you know like we we all end up being a, at the expo every year no matter what together it seems like and uh, whether we see each other all the time or not, we're always there. And like we find out later on, like oh shoot, <laughs> you know, Brandon was there I, or Nathan was there or Brett or who <laughs> you know all these other people that we know. And um, yeah. but it would be super epic to plan something together and you know and take some of our you know offer it to um, our followers and and people and and uh, and do an epic trip and and just you know the the culmination of your business and you know the podcast and what Brandon's doing and just offer that to people. I think would be epic. And maybe that's yeah. something, I don't know, yeah. maybe we'll do that this, this next year. Maybe that's something we do every year from here on out, you know?
1: Yeah, and it'd be cool because Brandon's got the trucks in San Diego, so somebody from, like, the East Coast that wants to come to Flagstaff for an overland trip could fly into yeah. San Diego, pick one of the trucks and ride with us out to Flagstaff, and then back to San Diego and fly home. It'd be pretty Heck rad. yeah,
0: man. That would be, have have... that would be. Yeah, His if we did that, slow, you know, like...
1: That's everybody else's trucks because they're not your trucks
0: right <laughs> yeah that's
1: the best part of them yeah. <laughs> your brand is trucks. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> man his his company is i mean he's he's done some really good builds lately i'm stoked on what he's doing yeah I, the I, uh, is amazing it's
1: looking yeah, really good that's what he
0: was saying, yeah and he's been a toyota guy too you know i mean hopefully you know those things don't end up like <laughs> like the raptor poor guy with with yeah. your raptor experience but uh Yeah, man. Uh, I, it's funny. I just went to, uh, SEMA. Heck yeah. Toyota freaks for sure. Um, (laughs) I went to SEMA last week that I tell you, I didn't tell you that story Uh, about SEMA. I think. Yeah, we, uh, I, (laughs) I went down there. Um, it was kind of funny, but not funny. I, I was trying to race down there (laughs) to get there in time because, uh, my buddy Pablo from rigid industries, he's their head of marketing. Uh, he's like, Hey man, I, I, uh, I'm going to be here. You want to come out here and meet me out here? And I'm like, yeah. So I drove up there from here, which is like, you know, an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes. Usually it took me two okay. hours. I got in, uh, into an accident or I didn't get into an accident, but I came across an accident between here and Laughlin and got stuck in traffic, ended up getting out there like 30 minutes later than I wanted to. And poor Pablo, he's trying to get on a plane. So he's trying to leave and whatever. And, uh, he was going to give me his pass for the rest of the, wow. sh- the show. Cause he's like, I'm leaving, you know, if you want to use this and go check this out. So. I get up there, man. And I'm trying to hurry and I hit a bunch of traffic while I got up there and I didn't know where to park. And so I ended up going down paradise, which is on the, like the South side of the Las Vegas convention center. And I'm trying to get as close to him as possible so I can, you know, um, connect with him and he can leave. And, uh, so dude, I'm, I'm like driving along the road and there's like all these parking lots that say, you know. 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 20 bucks, 10 bucks, or whatever, all these like private, you know, little parking uh, lots and stuff. And and there's tons of people parking in these lots. So I'm not thinking anything weird, but like back at the hotel that was right next to the expo, there was like $50 and $150 parking. I'm like, hell no. So I drove through there, went back to these lots that I just, yeah, I went back to these lots that I just passed and there's people like collecting money at the, you know, at these gates and whatever, and letting people come in and park. So I pulled into one of them and there wasn't somebody standing there, but there was a sign. It was like, you know, 20 bucks to park or whatever. I pull in there and uh, there's no attendance and there's someone pulls up next to me. And it's like this business um, across the street from the the uh, convention center. I pull in and this person pulls up next to me and I'm like, I roll down my window. I'm like, have you guys had any problems parking in here? And she's like, no, we we parked here this morning, left and we just came back and we're leaving again and we haven't had no problems at all. And this is like two thirty, right in the afternoon. So I'm like, well, I'm only going to be here for like two hours. I should be fine. So I park yeah. my car, go into SEMA, and I'm walking around. I hook up with Pablo and stuff, and I'm walking around SEMA for a couple hours. I leave at five, and I'm ru- I'm running back to my car, and I know exactly where I left my car. And I just had this bad feeling, dude. And I'm running, and I'm like, running faster and faster. And I get to this oh, yeah. lot, and my car is gone. And it's like one of those feelings where, like, you get to a lot, and you're like, "Is this where I park? Is there's no cars here? Like, or did did I confuse this with where I really parked? Is it farther down the road? Because I was totally hurrying yeah. when I parked, so I I got parked, and I ran to the expo. So I didn't, I got you know a visual of the area, but I didn't get a visual, you know. And uh, I turn around and there's this chick and her boyfriend and they're sitting in this pickup and she rolls her window down. She's like, they just came 15 minutes ago and towed all the cars here. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. She's like, no. Whoa. She said, they said that the lot is like three, three miles down the road. And I'm like, son of a gun, dude. And I look at my phone. I've got like 5% left on my battery. I have no That's cash on me. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, and I, so I look, I find one vehicle in this whole lot that's left, and it has this violation sticker on it. So I'm like, oh. yeah. so I call this number up, and I'm like, hey, do you guys have my my car? And they're like, yeah, we have it. If you come tonight, it'll be $300 to pick it up. And I'm like, son of a bitch, you know? And uh, so I I get, I finally was able to download a Lyft app and I'm like waving down taxis and stuff and nobody's stopping for me. And one wow. guy like rolls his window down as he's going by me and he's like, do you have cash? And I'm like, no, I don't have cash. He's like, well, screw you. And he keeps driving. I'm like, thanks a lot, buddy. And I knew I couldn't walk cause I'm like in this super sketchy part of Las Vegas, like around where the convention center is, you know, the neighborhoods there. Yeah. And so luckily I was able to download Lyft with the 5% of Las battery Vegas. I had left. I'm in Las Vegas. And I download this app and <laughs> this lady comes up like, not even like five minutes later, super awesome. And she takes me to the lot while well, I'm looking like processing my lift, you know, trip and it's $70 to go three and a half miles because it's peak hours. So I'm like at 370 bucks so far, I get to this lot and there's like 30 people in line at this freaking tow yard, dude. And at this time it's like getting dark. There's all these sketchy people that obviously had their cars like, you know, impounded from like sketchy stuff that they were doing, standing in yeah. line. I walk in the door and there's like 20 or 30 people in there and I'm like, SEMA? And everybody's like, yep, I got I got hosed at SEMA too. And everybody in there but me paid somebody like 20, 40, $50 to park in these lots and still got towed.
1: Oh. Yeah. And still pay- So they had to...
0: Yeah. So they probably had some deal with like some sketchy freaking backdoor deal with the tow company and we're making money mm. on the other end and then still call, you know, towing people and then charging them 300 bucks to get their vehicles out.
1: And then people it was are like, absolutely horrible.
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was so bummed. It was such a freaking bummer, dude. I, I I called my wife and I'm like, I might need you to come up here and get me. I, I'm pretty sure all of our registration has both of our names on it and insurance. But if it doesn't, they're not going to oh. let me take my car out. I talked to the guy that had been at the, he had been at the window trying to get everything, you know, processed to get his truck out before I got there. And I asked yeah. him like, how long have you been standing at this window? And he's said, like, for 45 minutes, I've been standing here after I got um. through the line. Yeah, dude, it was such a pain in the ass, but it was super rad A rigid to hook me up and, you know, I got to go to SEMA for free and, and, uh, and check that out, which was rad, but they had like the, the Toyota booth, which was absolutely bitch. And they had the, um, they had, uh, like the trail hunter, um, you know, series Tundra there and a bunch of other stuff, um, which I'm hoping, you Good. know, like last year out. I talked in one of my podcasts about the trail hunter and it's, it came out. So hopefully they'll release a four runner or an FJ version.
1: So what is like I watched a video on it while well, in the desert <laughs> um, from <laughs> Sema some guy did walk around um, if I, I don't know I'm am sorry I love Toyota but I feel like they've been missing it like it's like they're they can't get their mid-sized trucks to have good fuel economy um the they haven't come out with they're like they're going to be the last person to come out with an electric truck. And then this, this trail hunter comes out and I'm like, not really sure what, what it's bringing to the table that we didn't already have. Like talk me yeah, through this. I
0: know. I, I know. I, I thought the same thing, man. I, they're kind of behind the power curve. I mean, the, Ford definitely did that with the Bronco number one. I mean, they, they came out with that Bronco fully outfitted, you know, warranted, you know, all package deal. Um, if you yeah. want to pay the money, and Toyota's now, I think they're just getting on that bandwagon, or they're realizing that that's the market that this overlanding thing is—you know—is really taking off, and they got to get on the the wagon, or they're going to miss the boat, you know. And um,
1: is they, it an uh, answer they, to the Bronco, or is it no, an answer to the Raptor? Mention.
0: It's a, it's basically a setup. So you can order it with all of the things that you would like you and I would put on our vehicles, you know, after the fact. Um, so instead of buying it off the lot, um, as a stock vehicle and adding all the accessories, CBI printsu uh, is contracted with Toyota now. So like you can order it right off the lot with all CBI Printsu stuff, which is super rad. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, and it's all under warranty, so you can finance it all. You can have it all under warranty and all the equipment, you know, for that, that person gotcha. that's, you know, new to the, uh, to the industry or that, you know, they don't have the know-how to, you know, put their lifts on themselves or their racks or their, you know, whatever accessories they want. Um, you can order it that way. So I think that's the way they're going with it. I'm hoping that they, they release like a new Forerunner or an FJ that's outfitted. That's just kind of like a, you know, maybe just a stock, you know, version of something that's like the trail hunter, but it's like, you know, you, when you order the FJ, you can customize it, but it will come, you know, preset with this stuff on it, but you can customize it as you want to. But I think, you know, there's been rumors of that for the last couple of years. And I think that this is kind of the, you know, scratching the surface on, um, on that kind of program that they're going for
1: far as drivetrain what is, does it have anything exciting there and suspension what, what's that like because that's kind of you know i, I didn't
0: really look look it into that very much while i was there i don't know um, as far as drivetrain and stuff um but it looked like to me um they had like these little like display things where it showed like all the specs on it but i didn't i, I didn't really have much time to stay at the booth because at the end of the day so they were telling everybody to get out so i didn't really take time to look too far into that but um, it looked to me like it was just a, you know, a new Tundra with a couple, you know, accessories on a rack and a suspension and, you know, some upgrades, um, nothing different than what we would do. So I don't know. I don't know if it's really going to take off for them or if, or, or, if, you know, there is a powertrain difference or, uh, you know, some of the things that they're adding to it or that's going to be in the future. I know it's just a concept at this point. So maybe those are things that they'll release in the future. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Pretty yeah, they, interesting. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting to see, uh, I mean, the Toyota, like, Tacoma has, I, 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 maybe the Tundra has it too, but that, like, get out of sand free card button, and there's a bunch of really cool, you know, <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Some of the technology. Yeah, all they're, they're like,
0: yeah, the the ascent control, descent control, all the you know the traction control stuff. Yeah, I don't know if um, you couldn't really, you know, get too much on, you know, the interior of it yet, and they didn't have you know an option. It was on the spinning table, so you could like walk up and take pictures of the okay. inside or look at the in- interior. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do, man. I don't know. Um, huh. I, I mean, I'm stoked that they're they're kind of stepping up to the plate in that way. And so you know, and the rumors are now you know the Trail Hunter name is you know like I'd podcasted a year and a half ago. I mean it's real now. I mean it's it's out you know as far as you know being uh, released to the public that they're working on something with that name. So so that was cool. That validated my my uh, <laughs> you know my my podcast a little bit as far as, you know, the conspiracy is this really going to happen? So it did happen. It's just yeah. a matter of what they're going to do when they really release it to the public. So
1: somebody needs oh. to come up with a factory front locker. Nobody will use I know. it, but everybody will buy it.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: It, like yeah. you just I, I think like
0: not air actuated too, like an electronic, you know, yeah. system um, yeah. would be sweet.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You just got to be the first one to do it. You're always the first.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You'll always be the first one yeah. if you're the first one.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I I, uh, I appreciate you coming on today. I, I know it's it's been uh, about an hour so far, so I got to get going. But, uh, man, I, I appreciate you giving us an update on what was going on in Mexico. And hopefully this podcast will uh, come out better than the last one we recorded. And if not, we'll do another one. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I'm fine. I always down to talk if, Oh, yeah, if man. any of your listeners are <clears throat> in LA and are listening and, um, I'm selling the 2018 Raptor. So I'll, Heck yeah. I'll knock $2,000 off for any, uh, Anderson podcast follower.
0: Sweet. As as yeah, there you name. go. Yeah. If you guys are interested in that, Nathan at legends, overlanding.com is his email and you can catch him on Instagram and, uh,
1: you what? <laughs> it's got a blown motor. Like I'm straight on it. I'll be obviously honest with all your followers about this whole, I'm honest with everybody about it, but like, yeah, it's, it's a Raptor with a blown yeah. motor. It better be a mechanic that calls me. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sell that thing and get a Toyota.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going for it. We're going for a Tundra.
0: Right on, man. Well, hey, dude. You guys have a great rest of your day, and and uh, thanks again, dude. And uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, sir.
2: search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV. In wild country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos.
1: Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.